the Game, presented by Maven Sports. I'm your co-host, Terry Johnson, and we are excited about today's show. We're well, welcome to be back as we close out the year, uh, 2021, getting ready for 2022. What a better guest to have today. For some of our new listeners, you say, well, what is In the Game really about? It's about an engaging, authentic conversation around sports, the competition of sports from an athlete's perspective, from a coach's perspective, from a team, from a business side. We talk about all types of topics on this show. And today's topic is about what do you do when you face barriers? How do you break them down and still be successful from an athlete and a coach's perspective? And with that, I want to welcome my co-host, Travis Stry. Allow him to introduce himself and then he's going to introduce our guest. But guys, we got a great show today. Travis, how you doing, my friend? Hey, doing well, doing well. Thanks, Terry, uh, for the introduction. Yes, I am Travis Stroud, your host, uh, here with In The Game with Coach Terry Rubisky. Uh Coach Rubisky is uh, he's a legend. Yes. I think he's the last of a dying breed of, a be of being a man's man, right? Being a player's coach at the same time, but being that coach that uh, a get on you if you have to. Get on you is being like, <laughs> you know, get in you, if, if you will. Uh, Coach Terry Rubisky, uh played uh, college football at LSU, went on to be drafted with the Raiders and started coaching for 40 years, Coach. He's a 40-year coach. Uh, hadn't had an opportunity to be a head coach, but definitely wanted to get into all that coach. Good to have you here. It's good to be here. It's, it's, it's great, Trevor. I know you and I got this great relationship. We've known each other for a while. Yes, sir. We've talked about it. Uh, we talked about it in the game. You know, you've told me about it, mentioned it to me, but now I get to see life. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, I guess now that I'm here and I walked in the building, I can see why it goes like it goes. <laughs> Y'all got a guy named Terry running this thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A guy named Terry. Two Terry. Hey, that's it. We I like it. Go. We got to flow, so we got to make it go. So I'm happy to be here, and I'm looking forward to it. I know you guys got some great topics, and uh, we'll have some good discussions. Yeah. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be open. I'm gonna be frank. You know. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll touch. We'll touch base and talk about the old and the new and uh, everything in between. Right. Yeah. So I'm ready, I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to rock. Yeah, talk talk about um, you know just life. You know, being a uh, an athlete. Um, how did you end up back in the uh, early seventies, right? Uh -huh. Going to a PWI, and that's a predominantly white institution, versus going to a HBCU, which were dominant uh -huh. during that time, mm -hmm. right? What yeah. what 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 put you in uh, the position to end up at LSU? And were you a running back the whole time? No, no, I came, I, I went to high school, went to, it was funny, you know, I went to an all-black high school in Louisiana. Okay. A little, small, small town. I mean, it's, today, it's about 7,800 people. Wow, okay. uh, I'll say this to you, Trev, you and Terry, my hometown is, you got to take, at one point in time, you had to take a ferry okay. or a bridge to get there. You still got to take a ferry bridge to get to my hometown. Wow. We don't have no policemen, we don't have no stop signs, we don't have no red lights. We don't have no AM, PM, 7-Eleven. We, we got nothing in my hometown but love. What? Wow. Nothing in my hometown but love. Well, we you need to still grab some of that. That's it. Yeah, we do. And all we do. You don't need me to go. All I got to do is say, hey, this is Terry. Yeah. Terry's coming. Yeah. Okay. And everybody going to know Terry. Everybody's going to know Terry. Yeah. I say, hey, meet, listen, meet Terry down there. Meet him down there by the sign. Now, the sign is a sign that says, welcome to Lucy. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? It's my hometown. It's called Lucy, Louisiana. Okay. But like I said, as you get there, everybody stop looking at it. They'll look at you and Terry and it's, you know, well, most people, they're going to say, hey, come on, you want something to eat? Yeah. You know y'all want something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> you know y'all two want something to eat. So, hey, we've been working out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to bring it but, back. But you know, everybody on Misha there, I mean, everybody got the doors. We still don't lock our doors. Everybody yeah. knows everybody. It's all family, man. But yeah. the one thing that I can tell you was nobody, no, I, I don't think anybody in America was going to compete us. Yeah. And I'll play in sports, and that was our, that was our life from a little bit. Of, you know how that is. You give up your big brother play, you go play. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you this, man. Listen, I've I've traveled the world and I've hung out with some of the best. Okay. You know, I've hung out with Dr. J, Reggie Jackson, Marcus Allen, Barry Bob, Jerry Rice, all of them. Recently, and Reggie Jackson. Recent, Reggie, I played golf with Reggie recently. But I'll say this to you: I still believe in my heart. One of the best athletes I've ever seen is a guy named Haywood Jack. Haywood Jack. Haywood Jack. Now everybody, everybody. Everybody all over the world has got one homeboy. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was just it. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Everywhere you go, whatever community you're from, whatever little town you stop in, yeah. we all got one. But Haywood Jack was ours. Yeah. Okay. And Haywood Jack was the guy that, From Lucy. From Lucy Lucy. Okay. okay. And Haywood Jack was the guy that when Haywood walked in the room, you know, I was Okay. okay. You know what I mean? Like, wow, who is this? You know what I mean? And the guy was just it, man. I don't care what it was. If it said sports, yeah, this cat could do it. And he can do it better than anybody I've ever seen. Was he older or younger? Older. He was yeah, older, was so, older that, me. so did he play running back? No, quarterback. He would play quarterback, he played receiver. Uh, he would play what he wanted. Okay, I was gonna say it sounded like he played with his position. He would play what he wanted, you know what yeah. I mean? But here with Jack was one of those guys, man, that uh, he just loved sports yeah. and everything else didn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just he decided one day he wanted to play golf. Yeah. Just yeah. grab, just grab somebody's stick. He said, "Yeah, I'm not gonna play." Well, okay. I started working his game, working his game. He became a scratch golfer. Yeah, and started playing all over the state of Louisiana. His name decided he wanted to play tennis. Became one of the best tennis players in the whole state of Louisiana. Yeah, that is. You know what I mean? He was just a. He was that one. You're right. You know, what's interesting, Coach? You mentioned the small town you're from, the high school being predominantly black, going to this large institution in Louisiana and breaking through. What, what do you think was the common factor where you just knew no matter what my situation was, I am going to succeed? You succeeded in high school, did very well. LSU did very well. Went on the pros. There's something common there, I would say. Would you yeah. do, what was it? Can you share this with Yeah, I think it was just like I said, I think it was just the the ideal of growing up with Hayward Jack. I mm -hmm. My brother who was a running back, mm -hmm. my, my cousin, my uncle was a great match. I've had two uncles that I think played in the Masters, you know what I mean? So all, everybody there was all about compete, 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 work, work, work. Okay. That's all we knew. The one thing I knew my whole life, and I knew that at a very early age, was Travis, you wouldn't go out and work me. Mm. The next man, the next man up wasn't going to work me. You might not hit me, you might not catch me, you might not run me, yeah. but you ain't going to work me. I'll work me. And, and I don't care what it is, it didn't make a difference. We could be outside building a block wall. I'm going to leave the last break. Yeah. I'm not going to let another man out work. That is so true. I, I have a story on that, and we'll get back on it. I have an older son that plays baseball, and I remember he was about 12, and we had a chance to go to L.A. Um, to go to the Major League Youth Academy's former relationship with him. Yeah. And I took a whole group of young African-American boys who can play at that level, and they were very good. They were just excited to be in L.A. But my purpose was to show him that there's another kid on the other side of the country yeah, that wanted, yes. that wanted just about yeah, as you. That's right. That's so the first day, he clean, looking good, ready to go, guys bad. We get to the to the academy, and we got there about thirty minutes early. Yeah. The other kids had already been there yeah, about man. an hour right. ahead. And doing, he right. looked at me, and I go, "Hey, man, I, right. I didn't know what we gonna do." Yes. He looked at his other teammates and himself. They made sure for the rest of the week yes. we were at least an hour or two ahead of everybody because I kept saying. There's another kid that's just like you yeah. 
that's hungrier. That's hungrier. hungrier. That's when I work. That's exactly right. So that is so true. You guys be willing to do the work and be better than that next man who you don't see in front of you. Yeah, we're in a vain society now, man, to the point where, you know, guys, it's all about self, right? And emulation, you had the Hayward Jack to pour from. You had, what, 10 brothers and sisters. I had two older brothers to pour from. Right. At the end of the day, what's your thoughts on not really copying, but taking bits and pieces from uh, certain athletes, aspiring to be uh, like somebody else. I know a lot of times the athletes, we don't ask to be role models at the end of the day. Right. We're kind of uh, pushed in that in that kind of uh, role. Uh-huh. How do you feel about athletes uh, turning that away or embracing that? Like, what, what's your thoughts in that regard? It depends on the individual. To be honest with you, some guys, uh, I don't understand it. Yeah. Because I think uh, some guys become role models before they're ready. Yeah, I think some guys become they become uh, anointed. You know, yeah. oh yeah, he's a role. He, he don't need to be. Yeah, he haven't he haven't got there yet. But then there's other guys that uh, tell you, you know, I'm not here to be a role model for your kids. You know, and those guys are uh, guys I kind of recognize and, and understand where they are. You know, but I, I believe that personally for me, you know, I mean, I don't I don't think you could ever stop giving back to uh, kids and communities and people. I don't care what it is because I know where I got it from. Yeah. You know, and like I said, I got it from my community. Yep. Uh, I got it from the older guys that led me. Mm. And that told me, I know what it did for me. Absolutely. You know what it did. You Listen, had an example. I had a big, if the bridge example. out of the road, mm-hmm. why you want to cross that bridge? That and place. I just told mm-hmm. you, it was out of the road. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told you that. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's the biggest thing. But that was the biggest thing. I knew for me the biggest thing was I wanted to do something different. Yeah. I wanted to go a different way. I didn't want to. I didn't really want to follow their path. I wanted to go ahead and blaze my own trail. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's how I ended up in LSU. You know, I, in reality, you know, I committed to Oklahoma. I committed mm-hmm. to Oklahoma. I went up to Oklahoma with a friend of mine, Jerry Reese. Okay. We went up to Oklahoma, visited Oklahoma, and Greg Pruitt set it on fire that weekend. I think he scored like, that. Oh, I thought you. I thought no, 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 Sorry about that. No. No, no, no. Greg, Greg, Greg Pruitt was already there, and Greg was uh, Greg was up with the Heisman, and that day he was on fire. Okay. Uh, it was unbelievable, and I was like, I'm coming here. Okay. And uh, Chuck Fairbanks was the head coach. Okay. So I went in. Got up Saturday, hung out before I left, I committed, hey, I'm coming here. But then the next day, or the next two days, like Monday, Chuck committed to going to New England as the head coach. Mm. So when he decided he was gonna leave and go to New England, I'm like, he don't give a crap about me. Right. You know, I'm not sitting here committing to him. This guy, he didn't tell me he was getting ready to leave. So I dropped the Bear Switzerland, well, Bear, we still friends, but Bear became the head coach of Oklahoma. And then I just changed my allegiance to that. But, what happened to me was being able to have that father figure. I had a grandfather who was a big sports guy, was a great athlete, but that was my mentor. You yeah. know, everybody looked at other people, but that was my guy. Yeah. And then my grandfather was a very intelligent person, learned how to speak French. I don't know where he got it from, you know. <laughs> this guy grew up in that little town. There wasn't no French people there, but he learned it. You know? Okay. So he called me, come on over, I went over, sit down and talk to him, and he laid it on the table to me of how, you know, hey, listen. Do you plan on retiring and going to live in Oklahoma? I said, no, I'm going to live here with my mom and my dad and my family and I'm going to raise my kids here. Then you need to go to school here. You know what I mean? And he says, blah, 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 blah. So he explained to me about grandma. He explained to me about LSU. Okay. But he said something about LSU that I think kind of little, it lit that fire from me. Okay. He said, you got to understand where you're from. Okay. And then you got to realize if you go to LSU, you're opening up doors mm. that has never been opened. He said, I think it's a real man 
to do that. Yeah. And if that's the man you say you are, don't be afraid of it. So bad when he said because I was afraid to go down the shoe, because at that time black athletes, especially in Louisiana, wasn't going down the shoe. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I was afraid. But when he made that statement to me, it was powerful. It was powerful. Yeah. And from that I went to LSU and ended up happening up. Grandma was uh, grandma was in the picture because I had an uncle who had gone to Grandma. All my buddies had gone to Grandma. Doug Williams was coached by my uncle who went to Grandma. Doug and I, Doug Williams and I were great friends. Doug was going to Grandma. And uh, my brother, my other brother, Vernon, going to Grandma. I had a lot of a lot of people, a lot of family members that going to Grandma. I wanted to go a different way. I wanted yeah, to raise my trail. I wanted to raise my trail. So I went, I went to LSU and uh, it was it was it was interesting. You know, it was a, as he said, to go open those doors. That had never been opened, and then I realized what was on the other side of those doors. Yeah, like, it was I, interesting. Tell yeah. me about that experience. Once you walk through the doors, you know you can see the big, beautiful, beautiful house until you walk through the, the four walls. Right. How, how was the four walls being a, uh, a student athlete, mm -hmm. an African American, black, mm -hmm. if you will, uh, going into a predominantly white uh, scenario, knowing that you uh, you don't have a chip on your shoulder, uh, but you kind of bearing the burden of being one of the first to do it. What, 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 tell me about that. Well, the one thing I'll say is uh, what was interesting for me going there, uh, going to LSU, going there as the number one recruit in the nation. Mm. Uh, I wasn't going there, uh, I wasn't right out in Bushington. I knew where I was from. Yeah. Right. I knew what we had done. Right. Yeah. I knew what we had accomplished. Yeah. And one thing I can tell you was we, we, me and my teammates at that little old small school, you know, even though we were class A, you could drop us on the moon, we'd get home. So nothing intimidated us. Okay. I got you. And I got to LSU and I had a lot of things that happened that was really eye openers for me, you know. Uh, it was very, very interesting, but it was fun. Yeah. And uh, to learn and to grow and to be a part of it, it was interesting. You know, my, my, my first, I tell people the story, my first uh, experience was uh, I went there and I'm sitting out with the uh, academic advisor and said, what do you want to major? Okay. I said, I want to be a carpenter. Because that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be like my grandfather. Right. I got caught with And you know, when you grow up as a kid, you grow up a little bit, you're peddling around the house. I loved it. I loved, I loved carpentry. Mm -hmm. So the instructor says, Oh, you want to be an engineer? I said, No, I don't want to be an engineer. I told you. I want to be a carpenter. You know, and listen, I had you know, a, a 3 5 GPA and all. They thought I was smart and all, you know, but, but she kept trying to tell me I want to be an engineer. I said, No, no, I don't want to be an engineer. Yeah, I just want to be a carpenter. I just want to saw wood and nail nails, you know. Well, you gotta be, you gotta be engineers. Okay, all right. My first engineer class. I go to class. I'm sitting in class. About 18 students in there. Walk in the door. We all sit down. Of course, I'm the only black, and I'm sitting right there in the front. I always want to be up front, you know. So I'm sitting up front. And the instructor starts going, bam, 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 bam. Okay, I thought this was like an introduction. This is right. It's the first day. Right. You know what I mean? He goes, bam, 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 and everybody writing. I'm just yeah. sitting there looking. Yeah. I ain't wrote nothing down. Cause I thought we were just going to introduce ourselves to the yeah. teacher and do yeah. right. And he says, "Okay, tomorrow we got a test." Got what? Yeah. What are you talking about? That sounds like being a football player. <laughs> when y'all sit us in y'all's office and y'all think about yes. it, yes. 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 Go, here we going out to do inside drill. That's what it is. You said that. It's exactly the same. <laughs> I'm sitting in that room, I'm like, "Wow, what is this?" Yeah. Right. Yeah. So finally, man, the instructor pulled me aside and he says, "Terry, listen, man." He said, "You terrible. I know who you are." Blah blah blah. He said, let, let me explain to you. Yeah. So you see those 20 kids and their students? He said, those 20 students that just walked out of here, he said, they're going to study 24-7 for the next five years that they're here. Yeah. All they're going to do is study every day, every day, every day. Yeah. He said, 80% of them are going to fail. They ain't going to make it. 
Mm. He said, all he's doing now is studying. He wow. said, you got football, you got football, you got football. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And you think you can come in here yeah. and you can pass my class. He said, you got no chance there. Mm. He said, you want to be a professional football? I said, I don't know, I want to be a carpenter. And he said, yeah, but you probably went up playing professional football. He said, you go focus on that and go be the best you could be. Mm. And then you can always come back and do this. He said, but the sibling thing, you can pair these two, two together, together and survive it. He said, you have no chance you're going to make it. Thank you, I appreciate you. I left. So, so know, how would you be able to have that com uh, conversation with your, uh, your advisor? Once he gave you that conversation, I went back and told my advisor. I said, "Hey, I'm that guy was honest with right. you. You were you know, you know, you know, you know, in that class. I'm gonna be an engineer. I just want a soft piece of wood. I can do that. You know what I mean? So uh, it was tough, but I, I, you know, I stayed in and uh, yeah, I left the class and went ahead, took another class, and I did exactly what he said. I went back to football and said, "I want to be the best damn football player I can be." And then my mind went to, you know what? I'm here. I came in with I came here quote unquote with those accolades. Right. I'm gonna live up to it. Yeah. Right. And I decided, okay, I'm gonna play as a freshman and I did. I'm gonna score a touchdown as a freshman and I'm gonna did. And I'm gonna be the first this and I'm gonna be the first that I'm gonna be the first that. Right. I'm gonna break his record and his record and his record. First thousand yard rusher. First thousand yard rusher. You know, SEC MVP, uh, you know, LSU MVP. And I made up my mind I'm gonna do this and this and this and this. And I did them. Every one of them I marked off, I scratched them off. I did them off. So that's, that's important. I want our listeners to understand when you put your mind to it and you stay focused and committed, you work at it, the success will come. I want to change the subject because I, I get on Travis and, you know, I had that moment. But take us to that that first moment, that first big game, home game in LSU. You were running out on, the, out on the field and you look around. How did that feel? Take us through that moment. Do you remember that, that first time in college? And then even then, the first time in the NFL. What is that first time when you go, okay, I made it to this point, now it's my moment to show who I am. And was it like other first times? <laughs> <laughs> See? Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. It was. It was. It was great. You know what I mean? We all got those first. You're right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. But it was. It was, uh, it was exciting. But I tell you what, LSU, uh, again, I'm from a little small town, so we didn't have all those. We had big games. Right. Like, you know what I mean? But we didn't have big games. We all, you know, we'd have... You know, a thousand people, twelve hundred people, fifteen hundred people. We played. Uh, you know, when we played for state championship. It might have been three thousand people. Right. Yeah, right. You know, we we had to go to the white school to play because our stadium was too small. But we had been in what we thought was some big games. You know, yeah. and we won them all. We 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 win all the time. So true. But when I walked out the tunnel at LSU, and like if you go there today, they still got them two old wooden goal poles. They don't have that <laughs> right. crossbar metal. They got two wooden goal poles like nineteen fifty. And you walk out there and you look up there and there's like 80,000 people, right? And when I walk out there, it was 80,000 people and I, you know, I don't remember the game, but we walk out there and you see them. And LSU was so bad back then. Not bad as a team, right. but the fans were crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the things they would do when mm -hmm. they would come in there, you know? Mm -hmm. And they'd be throwing bottles and I'm looking and they're throwing bottles at me. Well, I'm on your team. Right, right. It was just unbelievable. but. The fear wasn't the game. Our attention wasn't the game. The nervousness wasn't the game. It was the fans and seeing 80,000 people stand up, you know, purple and gold, screaming, hollering, yelling. That was the wow. That was the cloud nine. Now, once I got out on the field and did my thing and made a couple plays, and I'm good. I'm good to go. I was so exhausted after warm ups. Yes. Yes, and that was a big one. That was a big one. Sweating profusely. Yes. 
thinking like I made it. It yes. was about to faint. Yes. <laughs> it's so dark, you know. It had to so take that first hit yes. for me to settle in. Gotcha. So I can imagine. But I mean, your situation being one of the first uh, in that environment to where it was you and maybe eighty thousand other people that didn't look like you. Yes. Right. You yes. Know, at no least question. I had, you know, no friends and family and mm -hmm. we had been able to kind of uh, break through barriers. Right. You were the right. I mean you've been the bit you know the bridge right. builder in that aspect. Um, so how, how did you continue on after having that conversation uh, with your professor and, and and having a rapport with your coaches and then the rest of the years at LSU and your transition with the uh, with the Oakland Raiders. Well, from that point on, uh, and, and kind of you know what you were touching base on a minute ago was when I got to LSU, uh, Mike Wayne was there. Mike became All American. And Mike was the man. You mm -hmm. know, uh, Laura Hinton, He just got God bless me. Just got inducted uh, uh, last week. I think he got inducted in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. the first African American ever at LSU. Really, and uh, my hats off to him. You know, but That's Laura. Awesome. Laura was uh, he was he was from out of out of, out of Dallas from Virginia. Mike was from New Orleans, and then we had Laura, uh, we had Laura, Mike, Richard, and Tyler. Mm -hmm. So those four brothers were there, but they all had to sign quietly. People didn't really know who it was. Yep. Mike became the man, became you know the guy. But Mike was really really a quiet guy. You know. Okay. Then we they signed a guy from Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi. Robert Dow was with me, and then Carl Ollis Trimble was another guy that had signed that came in with me. Mm -hmm. So it was only like seven of us. I got you. But it was seven of us who were there to be quiet and shut up. Just and, to be seen and not you know, heard. Be seen, don't be heard. You know, no facial hair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to shave your shave your mustache, do this, cut your hair, yeah. your hair gotta be. So when all this stuff was going on, I'm looking at everybody and I'm like, okay, hold on a minute. Well then it was different for me. Yeah. You know, because I come from a whole different world. I come from an all black community, all black high school. Mm -hmm. Afro. So yes, you know, so it was a different world, you know. So I I never forget we were in the first meeting and and Coach Max going through all the rules, and I'm sitting there saying, I can't follow these rules. Right. <laughs> so we sit there, and then it had to change, you know what I mean? And we sat there, and I told him, I said, hey, Coach, you know, we like that, that guy, that Samson guy, you know, get out straight from our hair. We, we don't shave our mustache. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, uh, we can't shave this. We can't leave. was hot back then. Right? Yes, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know? And I've been sitting down deciding back way back then that I want to go out on a date with Ben Greer. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I can't be bald headed right. with my face shaved right. trying, to, trying to pick up pay. I'm not even right. work, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, we, we, we had to start getting some things changed and, uh, you know, and, and coach decided, yeah, we have to, you know, and, and that was the first time I'd ever had, I'd never had to deal with interracial dating mm -hmm. because yeah. my whole hometown was kind of, it's all black people, you yeah. know? So we got there and then we said, coach, oh, there's one more rule. We want you to date your race. Oh, that's what the coach said. Yeah, you know, the head coach says, "Hey, hey, we want you to be in the race." Mm -hmm. What's that you mean? Know, I'm sitting there like, that's what I said to him. They, what do you mean, they, they in your race? What, what does that mean? You know, well, we want the, we want you to date African American girls. Okay. Okay. Uh, where are they? Yeah, my coach. Hold on, now. we're on a campus here, and there's thirty thousand students, and yeah. there's like thirty black students. Yeah. yeah. And none of them live on campus other yeah. than us seven athletes. Yeah. Like, you know, how are we going to need our race? You know, and he says, well, you know, well, that's why we got uh, Southern University right down the street. But Southern's only about 20 miles away, you know. But it's okay for me because I love dating my race. If they date me, I date them. Right. You know, so I'm okay with that. Right, you know what I mean? right, and, right. But that was just a shocker for me. Absolutely. And I had to have that discussion because I didn't, I didn't quite understand it. You know, and they had a couple of other things that came up. 
that didn't make sense to me. And I've always been a guy, you gotta make sense to me. I got you. you know what I mean? I've been raised that way. Now, it started with my grand, it started with my father, then it started with my grandfather. Mm -hmm. And then that, for me, I just carried it with me. I don't care who it was. I could be sitting out with President Obama. He gonna have to explain to me why we gonna do it. Okay, does it make sense? Okay, let's do it. Yeah, and then the best thing that happened to me was I got drafted to the Raiders by a guy named Al Davis. Ooh, yes. Uh, and that was a guy that simply told you, Terry, be a man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Terry, be who you are. It's just like this ring I got on my finger. Yeah. He said, I'm gonna make a ring that when the world see it, everybody eyes gonna get it. He said, and I've always said, once I got to this point, he said, I want you to put a ring on that if you ever met the queen in England, you don't have to take your ring off. You don't have to take your ring off. You gotta take the ring off this guy. Wow. And that's the man that look, my father, my grandfather, unbelievable family. I love him to death. My next door neighbor, my uncle. But Al Davis molded me. Mm. Now he molded me for this NFL award. That's what I was about to you say. He molded me for this. Yeah. So that's why I from that, from that point on, it didn't make a difference to me. You could put me in a room with, it, don't, it didn't matter. Listen, I'm telling people in the world today, I'm probably one of the only person, black, white, green, orange, don't matter, yeah. that ever sat down and had lunch with Jesse Jackson and said, I'm going to be in have lunch with David Duke. And I mean, I'm the only guy in the world that could get together the KKK, David Duke, and Jesse Jackson. If I wanted to have a meeting, I could get them together and have a meeting. Absolutely. I met them both. I had lunch with them both. I have no problem sitting down with anybody. It doesn't make a difference to me. You know what I mean? If they say, Terry, we need to talk to Donald Trump, come on, Donald, let's talk. Mm. We need to have a conversation. And he going to respect you. No question. Because of who you are. You know, and that's just the way I am. That's the way I've been raised. Because I tell people at the end of the day, you know, your heart be like mine, be like run through you, like it run through me. We both gonna die, you know what I mean? So, you know, we travel different roads to get to where we are, but we're here. Yeah. How so, do we, I mean, how do we continue to, to pull from you a piece of you that we can plant and sow seeds and, and grow? Because like I said, your generation is, is scarily, you know, decreasing. But no question. You know, and, yeah, and, and for me. And the reason is, the reason is decreasing is because, uh, you know, I'm sitting there like Terry sitting there, I see Terry, young son over there. You know, it's like those youngsters, just like Terry's son sitting there, he will listen to me, most of them, will listen to me a lot more than he listens to his dad, Terry. Amen. We both Terry. You know, we both Terry. Yeah. But if that son gets close to me, or if you send him to me to my school, or you send him to my college, or he's on my campus, mm -hmm. or if I'm in Atlanta, Flower Branch, and he comes to the Foot of Falcons. Yeah, he's gonna listen to me more than he's gonna listen to his dad. Oh, his dad is old. Is it because of status? Is it because no, it's not because of status. It's just because they feel like they've been raised by their dad, mm -hmm. and he's been telling them his whole life story, what he used to do, and how he did it back in the day. Okay, and they just feel, oh, dad's old. That's old. <laughs> That's old school. That's old stuff. Right. You know what I mean? And then they see me. And no matter what that is, maybe they see me with, uh, maybe I got a Gucci shoes on or something. Okay. Oh, and Coach is cool. Yeah, yeah, he cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, whatever that is. Yeah, you know, yeah. I got a gold chain on or something. So they say, oh, he's cool. And they just, for whatever reason, believe you got the answer. Yeah. And the answer's right there across the breakfast table phone. Yeah. But that's not who they're going to listen to. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's what's happening today. And the other problem that's creeping up big time okay. is because in today's football, today's sports, so many of these youngsters are coming up and being anointed. Mm. Oh, man. Early, too early. Very, very Over specialized. Over. Over generalized. Over. You know what I mean? 15 years old driving a Bentley or something. You yeah. know what I mean? And now all of a sudden, 
even that good coach can't talk to another one. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't have that. They don't have that. And none of them have a Haywood Jack in their life. Yeah. None of them have a Haywood Jack that they look up to, that they go chase. Me, me, me. Yeah, because it's about me. Yeah. And they all think they're better than Haywood Jack. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you t whatever the sport is, you take, uh, you know, baseball is some 17 years old, somewhere that they think he's Mr. October. He's yeah. better, than, better than Reggie Jackson. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they think they're better than Michael Jordan. I'm going to be better than Michael Jordan. You know? Yeah. Be better than you. No, he's not a chase of Michael Jordan, you know what I mean? Yeah, how was that experience, though, uh, you know, in the league? Uh, and how have you been able to uh, be a bridge between generations? You're looking at four, de four decades, five decades. Mm -hmm. I mean, five decades, including you being uh, a player and then transitioning to coaching. Mm -hmm. And you've had to coach uh, in the NFL, which we're still having issues in regards to true diversity, mm -hmm. equity, and inclusion. Right. Um, you know, for, for whatever reason, I, I just want to understand, uh, you know, that little, little bit. Yeah, the thing for me has always been, just like I'm sitting there now with Terry and his son sitting on the table. Yeah. When I'm getting involved with a young guy, uh, no matter who he is, I don't care how big his name is or yeah. how small he is, I'm, I'm with Terry. I'm with his dad. Yeah. Let me get on the same page with you. Okay. Because I want that kid to know when you walk into my room, for that day, for that minute, for that period, for that time, I'm your dad. Yeah. And this is our house right here. This is our, this is where we are. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And all I'm going to do is be extension of your dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, if his dad's got something or they've got something that's not I'm not on par with, then I'm going to say, okay, hey, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I see yeah. another way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've got kids who his daddy will say, okay, it's okay, you can smoke a joint. No, you can't, not with me. Yeah, because you know what, I mean we in a profession that we've been told you can't do that. Yeah. And I don't care if it's legal. Yeah. You know I mean? Now if you want to do what's legal, then you go in there and do it. Okay. But you can't do it in here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let me give you another example. And it's just me, I'm, I am who I am. Absolutely. I just don't agree with you wearing your pants off your ass mm -hmm. and I can see your underwear right. and you're walking down the street with my daughter. Yeah. No, it ain't gonna work. I wasn't raised that way. Oh, so now if your daddy yeah, if your daddy okay with that, that's between you and your daddy. Yeah. But, but right. you ain't gonna do it in my right. So here's how we handle that. Roddy White, cool, you know, dreads, blah 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 blah. He walk in my meeting room, he got his pants off there. Roddy, I can see your drawers. You owe me two hundred dollars. I find him. I find him two hundred dollars. I don't care who we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Listen. You know, Roger Goodell, he just fired, uh, I mean, he uh, fined Dan Snyder $10 million. Dan worked $10 million, but that $10 million hurt. Yeah, yeah. hurt. Yeah. Um, so I don't care how much the players make at the end of the day. Now, I'll find Roddy, and I'm not trying to hurt him and make him feel bad, but I'm trying to get him to understand. We got rules. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? I don't agree with that. that yeah. We're not going to do it in here. Right. Well, because you, know you said that, and you brought that up. He's going to help the next person to say that changed me. Absolutely, because I had a terrible business as yes. my coach in my life. In Absolutely, my life, right? whether it's Absolutely. Julio, whether it's Hines, Absolutely. whether it's Champ. You know, Champ Bailey mentioned him in his Hall of Fame. He sure did. And I don't think you ever played. I mean, uh, did he ever play for you? He was, yeah, Champ. Uh, that's why he loved me because he uh, he came to DC when I was there. Came yeah. to Ken Redskins, I was there, but I ended up being the interim head coach. That's so, right. That's so, right. So when I moved over to the interim head coach, I had always told him. You know, there's a reason you play DB, you can't catch, you know. I always, <laughs> I, mean, I, always, I always told him that, you know what I mean? So that was a challenge for him. But the day I became the head coach, I called him to come out and eat the seed. Yeah. I said, you're going to play receiver. 
So I made him go both ways. That's good. And I'm the only coach that put him over there and he scored a touchdown. Good. And made some big plays. We won the game. But he, uh, I, I became the intermediate coach. Yeah, he's done every play. He's an unbelievable player. Unbelievable. Yeah. But I took him and I put him on offense and he scored his first and his only touchdown. Yeah. And uh, nobody else ever used him over there. And you, uh, you coached Hines in the senior bowl? I, I coached Hines in the senior bowl, loving. What was that experience like? Y'all kind of look alike in the we face. Look, we, look, we look a whole lot alike. We look alike. We think alike. We act alike. You ever been around Hines? Yeah, we a lot alike. We a lot alike. Gotcha. Hines is, that's my dude. That's one of my guys. And I'll tell people today, if he's not the most brilliant, Minus football player I've ever coached. He's second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's big. That's, that's, that's not brilliant. Not brilliant. Now listen, let me say this to you. Okay. When I put him in that category of brilliant, I'm speaking, let me just, let's just clock him up. I mean football wise. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, you know, take no, it out he went, I know he went to this school and it didn't take much to, education, it didn't take much to get into that job. <laughs> Educational standpoint, it didn't take much to get in. Oh, and man. he probably went there because academically he couldn't get in no, LSU. No, 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 get in no. LSU. no. I knew at some point this SEC was going to come up. Yeah, you know, but he didn't brought it up. You know, he didn't brought it up. Yeah, right. He went, enough, to college, you know, he went to Georgia. <laughs> but dude, Hyde Ward came. You know, we, we, we go to the senior bowl. We fly in on Sunday. Players come in on Monday. We have our first meeting. We spend weeks getting together, put together this little playbook. And we, it's not going to be too big because right. we're only there for a week. You right. Know? Man, this dude came in and I spent a week putting this book together, nice and pretty, you know, I give everybody their playbook, you know, I take the book, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I tell my kids, you know, hey man, listen, when you come to my meeting, don't ever come in my room if you don't have a paper, a pencil, a notepad. Right. I say, you would, if you're a carpenter, I always break the carpentry, if you're a carpenter, you wouldn't go on a job without a hammer, would you? Right. No. So don't ever come in here if you don't have a paper, a pencil, a pen, you know, write some, take notes. Okay, how are you? Man, I took that big old playbook about this big, give that thing to Heinz, pass that thing out Monday night. Heinz ain't never brought that thing again. Every day that guy came to my room, I'd be, coach, I'd be the boy, blah, 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 blah. He said, oh, hold up, coach, you got that one there wrong. How the hell you know? You ain't taking no notes. You're not taking no notes. You don't have the book I gave you. You know what I mean? And sometimes, and people can tell you that have worked with me, I will do something wrong. I'll say something on wrong purpose. on purpose. On purpose to see if you're paying attention. Absolutely. Sometimes, I always give my players tests. You know, I give them a test on Friday, they do it on Friday or Saturday, they take their test. And I put wrong things on the test. Mm -hmm. And I put little notes on the test. I put a note on the test is, you know, uh, tell me what are we doing on this play here. And I say, anybody reading this test, if you, the first person that read this and come to me, I'll give you $100. And I have it hidden in there somewhere, but they got to read the fine print to find it. Yeah. And then some guys will find it. Hey, coach, I need this 100 Okay, come on, let's go. You know. Yeah. But I do things wrong. But not 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 the senior bowl. I wasn't doing that. Yeah. I'm at the you board. Had a short time. But I'm at the board. I'm doing stuff, and I sitting there. He dude ain't never brought the playbook to me. Never. But he, I knew he was going back to his room at night, and studying it, studying it, studying it, and winning the game. Ain't never made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And listen, what he was at the Steelers, 15 years. Yeah. Never made a mistake. 15 years. Yeah. But here's here's my high my, my high story. Hines is either the toughest or the second toughest football player I've ever seen from a receiver standpoint. Mm. Now, listen, Hines Ward was such a dominant guy, and I love him to death, that we, he played the Cleveland Browns, and one of our safeties was talking trash to him. Okay. And he told that boy, shut up and be quiet. And I went and told him, shut up and be quiet. Right. <laughs> shut up and be quiet. You understand? Because you know Hines' head big, yeah. you know, hard he, as hell. And he liked knocking balls. He got the big knots here. You know? right. So Hines said, Coach, you know I'm going to get him. 
you know, forget him. I said, I done told him to shut up. <laughs> Boy, I talked about him in the paper, you know. I said, I done told him to shut up. Yeah. And, and sure enough, I showed him from my eyes, comes in one time and crack block him and hit him. Bang, he hit the bar. And when he hit him, he lifted him up off the ground. And before he hit the ground, he called a trainer. Yeah. He, he was still up in the air. Yeah. Wow. You could see him waving the train to come get him. I knocked him out. Yeah. Knocked him out cold. You know, but I took that and I bet you for 40 years I coached off of that. Absolutely. For yes. 40 years. And that's how he coached. Yeah. And for 40 years I took that play and Heinz Ward play and I coached Roddy White, Julio Jones, Harry Douglas, mm -hmm. Eric Ween. Every receiver I've ever coached since. When I went to my meeting, they had to see how to play receiver. Cause that's how this is how you play receiver. Yeah. You know, and it was great for me because I could sit on and tell a guy, Terry, what are you a punching back? Right. You gonna stand up here all day and let that corner just keep punching you and punching? Right. You ain't gonna do nothing to defend yourself. You ain't gonna fight back. You got a chance to go get him. Go get him. You know. And the greatest joy in life, you know, is when you tell your kids something. When you tell your kids, hey man, and you see him do it, and he does it with success. Yeah. And it happens. And I showed that tape. I would show that tape every year in training camp, and I could go get it today. Mm -hmm. Roddy White comes in and cracked Chandler, the safety from uh, Seattle. Yeah. Cracked him, hit him, knocked his helmet off the helmet way in there. Chandler caught the helmet and bounced around like that and then fell out. Mm -hmm. Roddy knocked him out. <laughs> till this day, till this day, you know, Roddy's my, let's see, Roddy's my stepson. Eric Ween is my son, everybody's told me. You must have been David, David's mom. Right. You know, you must have been David, David's mom. That looked just like you, and he act like you, and y'all both stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Harry's my grandson. But when Roddy hit Chandler that day, and that was a Heinz Award day. That was a Heinz Award day, and he called it important. Let, let's let's switch it a little bit. Tell me about uh, your experiences uh, with Miss Rubisky, how she's been able to move with you, and then you happen to move from like team to team. Is it business as usual or do you have a grudge like y'all MFs gonna get rid of me and I gotta move? Cause you moved a couple times, right? Yeah. Uncle, Uncle, Uncle that was and then you've been a family man and right. of course yes. you was fortunate to, to raise two yes. two two uh, sons that played uh, in the league yes. as well. Yes. Yes. I was gonna ask you I'm glad you said that Travis I was gonna say let's put a layer on it. Okay. Especially the relationship with the wife and, and the move and then being a father, yeah. and what it took for you to still be that elite coach yeah. and a provider in the house, not only for your wife, but for the family. And you're raising all these grandkids, children, and sons, and sons, and sons, and sons, and sons. So, yeah, so it's a lot of questions. And you got like 15 Hall of Famers, so they, yes. like, they got egos. But we all, you know, we all kind of travel that path. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all have a little bit of something. Just like talking to Terry before we turned the camera on, said, Terry, you know, talking about his son. Terry said, I got four. Got four sons? Back to back. Four, four sons? Back to back to back. Yeah, you know, like, you know, okay, one's 20, one's 21, one's 22, one's 20. This dude been naked half his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you make four sons back to back, back to back, back to back like that? You know what I mean? That's what I said. So it's like, wow, you know, this is unbelievable. Yeah, you know sons, I mean? by the yeah. way. Boys. Yeah. Boys, yeah. you know what I mean? And then most guys will say, well, he was trying to get a girl, but he couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a failure. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but the minute I see that, I'm thinking, here's a guy that can write a book. He can write on a book. making boys. On making boys. You know boys. what I mean? He can sit down and literally say, let me tell you how we do it. Whatever, whatever that <laughs> but for me, you know, the big thing for me is I feel like I feel like I got a book inside of me about how to stay married for 40 years. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Because Absolutely. I met her and I met my wife, and she's fantastic, you know, and I told her. You know, when she and I got together and met, I was in love with Sandra, my girl from home, you know. No, 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 but, but, no, you don't want to know about that. Oh, that's right. Sorry, <laughs> so we're talking about that one. You know? But at the same time, 
you know, my wife and I got to be friends. She was dating somebody. I was dating somebody. Okay. And, LSU? Uh, was she? No, no, no. This is this is uh, when I was with the Raiders. Later on. Okay. okay. It's okay. a funny story. You okay. Know, but it's long. I don't okay. want to get into it. Yeah, let's do it. You know, well, what happened was, and she said, let's do it. Yeah, you know what I mean? I went to San Francisco. My uncle's there. He's a playboy. He's hanging out. Got his house. Everything's good. I'm living in the basement. He's living upstairs. Okay. So he's dating this girl. This girl's got a niece. So the lady he's dating named Catherine. Me and Catherine become friends. Her sister comes over. We all become friends. And they're like, you know, Terry, you out there chasing everybody, just running, chasing. I bet you can't take my niece out. Be careful where you're going. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So they said, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you. I said, okay, all right, okay. All right. Well, you know, my wife today, Denise, was still young, you know, and going to college, and, you know, I'm this pro football player and all. I'm just telling you, she would never go out with you, and her mama wouldn't let her go. I said, you don't know me, man. You know me. I've, I've been breaking all the rules, breaking all the rules. Breaking all, I've, breaking I've been breaking records all the time. Right, right, I'm just telling you. Right, right. So they said, all right, all right, well, I tell you, if you could get her to go to dinner with you, we'll pay for it. Okay. Said, okay, all right, cool, 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 yeah. So they figured I'm going to go talk to, you know, go talk to Cindy and get to know her. And I don't know, I ease over to mama. Right, over. there you go. I ease over to mama. I left Cindy way over there, you know. Me and mama got talking. Oh, what a nice young man. This guy's a nice young man. Yeah. This is great, this is great. Yeah. So eventually we got together, blah, 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 blah. We went out and I said, okay, y'all owe me some money. You know, y'all got to pay for dinner. Yeah. No, no, no. We want to go double or nothing. Okay. This okay. is the two options. Okay. We'll go double or nothing. I said, all right, what do y'all want to double up on? You know, bet you can't get her to go to bed with you. Oh! Oh! It's oh, like that. So, So now I'm sitting down at the house, you know, we sitting down at the house. So huh, the same I can tell them, they called up on the phone. Hey, you need to come over here and rub Terry's leg, your leg, or come rub his leg. Okay, you know? okay. And I said, y'all, okay, you can make yeah. the other truck. <laughs> so, on, What's so the sound like it's about to go down? You know what I mean? So, so long story short, man, she's, uh, you know, me and her became great friends. Sid and I would go out and hang out and became friends. And we were just going out as friends. I was dating people and she was dating this guy. Okay. So I was dating everybody and she was dating this guy. Mm -hmm. So we hung out, we hung out. So she calls, she said, hey, you know, I'm going to a wedding. I'm going to Nate's wedding. That's a boyfriend Nate. I'm going okay. to his sister's wedding. Okay. God, y'all don't know what to wear. And you know, I'm, 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 I come from a house of girls. Right on my mom, I've got three, four sisters, so I know what it is. Oh my God, the next day, Saturday morning, never forget. Got up Saturday morning, went down to the mall. I brought her outfit, I brought her shoes. Uh, yes. Dress, belt, purse. I said, here's what you're going to wear. And I laid it on the table. Yes. I said, you're going to be the baddest girl in the room. Right. You put this on. Oh my gosh, she started crying. Yes, they cried. So then my mama was missing. Why are you wasting your time with that boy over there? This, this, this is the man right here. He's dressing like this man. What are you doing? So, happened so. Sin and I stopped hanging out, dating a little bit. So then our daddy comes in and says, hey, listen, you know, we got these four bedrooms here, you know, you be coming over here and stuff, and you be standing on the couch talking with Cindy, three, four, I got you some pajamas. So if you want to stay, you can just go ahead and stay in the extra room over there. Right. Oh, okay. okay. Right, yeah. You make it a little easier. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So this is getting good, you know what I mean? So finally one night, Cindy and I go out, we talking, we sitting down talking, she's not sitting down talking, yeah. having dinner. and I said, what is it you want in life? Mm -hmm. you know, tell me what you're trying to do, what's okay. your goal? And she said, well, I want to get married, you know, have a family, maybe a house on the hill, white picket fence, little dog in the yard, you know. I said, well, boy, 
I don't, I don't, I don't make that much money. I don't know if I could, I could build a white picket fence. I'm like, oh, right. I don't know if I could afford a dog. <laughs> so we sit there talking, and I said, well, could you ever marry a friend? Mm. She said, yeah. She said, yeah, I probably could marry a friend. I said, all right. You want to get married? Let's get married. Oh, man. And she's like, shut up. That's she what's said, up. That's what's she up. said, we, we, we're not even dating. Right. You know, I said, well, I don't know what you call it. But I know what I call yeah, it. Yeah, right. I said, but hey, I'm seeing you. You're my best friend. Yeah. Right. You know, if you want to do this, let's do it. You know, I said, if I can't marry my best friend, you want to marry You know what I mean? Right. Hey, so guys. Let me hold on, coach. I had to do this to you. That's all right, man. Do what you man. got. Man. That's huge. That's huge. Yes, yes, yes. And the conversation's so rich. Yes. And the reason why I stopped, because I'm gonna let him go and then, then, then two things. When we talk about this thing in life, relationships, mm -hmm. but even as uh, men, as we go through the matriculation, he started off as a man of faith. We were told that we become a carpenter, a butler, mm -hmm. and a pharaoh to those that are in our lives, the people that we love, yeah. the profession that we're in, yeah. And then why is, why is those things significant? Because you look in the Bible, they are imparting and enriching. They're building up, they're serving, yeah. and they're providing. Right. That's right. And he, in that relationship with his wife, who he loves dear, dearly today, he's been there and continues to do that. As a coach, he's done that and continues to impart. That's why he has a relationship to these Hall of Fame we talk about. When you talk about as a father, he's done that. So I stopped. Because I don't want you guys to miss, miss that piece. As a mentor. And as a mentor, he still did that role. Yes. So I want you guys to understand when you talk about what's the impact I can have as this great person in business, in athletics, or in family, are you willing to be that carpenter, yep. that butler, yep. and that pharaoh? No and question. when you are, there are blessings that are abundantly there. No question. No question. Guys, I'm going to mess you up. We got to bring Coach back for a part two. This is, you know, we're just in the middle of it, and we just now touching the surface. Yeah. So we're going to do a part two. So this is part one. So yeah. know that. Yeah. So what we're about to say is, hold on. We're not done. Come back to part two of In the Game by Maven Sports. I'm Terry Johnson. I'm Travis Stroud. I'm Terry Biscuit. <laughs> With In the Game. Mayor. That's the real Terry. Hey, guys, this has been a phenomenal part one of our conversation. Wait till we come back. We're going to add another guest and we're going to keep going because coaches just now get in the middle of it. We want to talk about that moment when he transitioned from being an athlete to a, to a coach, to a mentor, to a mentor, to what he's getting ready to do next yeah. that, that we're excited about. So stay, stay tuned to come back to end the game. We'll see you next time. Yes, sir.